Welcome, NEC Hoops fans. It's the NEC New Year, and we are back for our first NEC on the run taping of the 2021-22 season. My name is Ron Ratner. I am here with Ryan Peters, our intrepid blogger, the NEC Overtime blog. Ryan, as always, good to have you aboard. You are also now a talent. You're filling in over there at Wagner, handling some color. Um, good to see you with the league, as always. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun so far with Wagner, and uh, you know it's it's great to be back on camera with you for NEC on the Run. It's conference plays here. Let's let's go. All right, here we go. You can find Ryan, by the way, at Pioneer underscore Pride on Twitter. Always very active, and I know Ryan is chomping at the bit to get us going. Let's start with our weekend takeaways. Go ahead, Ryan. Let's start with the two teams that swept this week in in Bryant and Merrimack. You know the the Bryant Bulldogs. They win a game at Central Connecticut, and then they win at home in Smithfield against Sacred Heart. They scored 1.15 points per possession, shot 60% on their twos. They had 84 points scored inside the paint, and they were aggressive. They went to the free throw line 51 times. Paul Elijahs was terrific in game one, 25 points, five blocks. He had a, a number of alley-oop dunks that you highlighted on Twitter. And then Peter Kiss was great in game two, you know, 33 points, eight of 12 from two. He made a couple, a couple big free throws late to ice that game. And then going to Merrimack, an offensive explosion on Hamill Court. They take care of business at home against the Brooklyn teams. I mean, they shot, they, they shot 64% from two. They shot 54% from three in the two games combined, over 1.2 points per possession run. I mean, that was a really impressive offensive performance from Joe Gallus' group. Listen, you can always, when you got shooters, you let them shoot. And they had Jordan McCoy. You know, they we've seen Devin Jensen. We've seen Mikel Daring. Now Jordan McCoy, seven out of 11 in the game. Do you expect that? Uh, no. McCoy, his previous high was three, made three pointers in a game in his collegiate career. But, you know, they, they put him in positions to succeed. All his, all his shots were catch and shoot. And he was just in, in great rhythm against LIU and, you know, really kind of blew that game wide open. And Merrimack, you know, kind of LIU made a charge late, but, you know, because they got off to such a great start early in that game, uh, they were able to hold off the Sharks. Yeah, look, if you're going to get that shooting and you have a player like um, Jordan Miner, who's our co-player of the week, Merrimack could be really good with that defense of theirs. Um, speaking of defense, let's go over to a Wagner team. That's what they're known for. Wagner started off the year. Always that tough trip out to Western PA. They win at St. Francis uh, coming from behind after uh, St. Francis took a double-digit lead in the first half. What would you take from that game? You know, they, they were adaptable. Uh, typically, Bashir Mason, you know, runs out 10, 11 guys we've talked about on here. But they only played really six Seahawks in Loretto. Um, and, you know, they had great production out of Raekwon Rogers, 18 points, Will Martinez, 16 points. Again, they didn't really need the three-point shot. They just relied on their slashing, their interior play. Uh, and they just were really impressive. Uh, the only four sixteen 16 SFU turnovers. Uh, they really quelled the Red Flash's attack. You know, they only shot 43% from inside the arc. So just all around another business-like um, result from Bashir, Mason, and Wagner. You know, Wagner, even when they're not having their best day, they can still get it done. And uh, one of the reasons I like them is when they need a bucket on a, in any given possession, especially late in the game, you have Will Martinez, you have Alex Morales, you have Elijah Ford. You can give them the ball and they can create their own shots 
And now you have, you know, I love Raekwon Rogers. I love any guy with that old school, old man, back to the basket, mid-range, face-up game. I love that. They got a lot of weapons that maybe they haven't always had um, going a few years back. And uh, I just think they're going to be in every game because you know they're going to play defense. And if if there's one of those games where they're on, like, hitting on all cylinders on offense, I don't know. It's They're, they're a tough out, right? Yeah, we already saw them. You know, they beat Stony Brook by 29 points. They were firing on all cylinders that game. And Stony Brook's a, you know, leading contender in the America East. So we already know what Wagner can do. Obviously, they beat, they beat VCU as well. Uh, like you said, the depth and the fact that they have three legitimate stars, three super seniors that could take the ball, they could get in isolation, they could slash, they could find a teammate. Uh, they're very good decision makers and they play well together, which is the most important thing. All right, before we go to our next segment, we got to touch on FDU. FDU also goes out to SFU. Really an impressive win. Uh, we, we know that Brandon Rush got the job done. But then Sebastian Lamode uh, wasn't expecting 14 points, 15 boards out of the 6'2 sophomore guard. What did you make from um, the Knights excursion out west? Impressive. Their first win of the year, you know, nine players saw double digits in minutes. They jumped out to a 17-6 lead. The red flash kind of creeped back in, but then they they had another 16-2 run midway through that game to kind of keep the keep St. Francis at bay. Uh, you know, what impressed me the most is they outscored the red flash inside the paint, 38 to 34 on points in the paint, and they made 54% of the twos while holding SFU to 43% from inside the arc. So just a, a really impressive performance, the depth. They didn't even have Devin Dunn or Joe Munden in that game, Ron, but the fact that, um, you know, Greg Carenda was still able to throw out nine guys and get great production out of many of them. You, you mentioned Lamote, you know, rookie of the year, rookie of the week, uh, just a terrific performance from FDU. And let's not for a second think that St. Francis at 0-2 is not going to be a really good team. We saw enough of them in the um, non-conference season to know they will figure things out. There is a lot of talent on that team, and it's still going to be a tough place to go play the rest of the season. I'm always confident that Rob Crimmel is going to play. His teams are going to play their best ball in February. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they're, they're always going to be tough. Rob Crimmel is a veteran of the NEC. He's been around a very long time, and uh, – They'll, they'll play well. They have enough good pieces to, to make an impact. All right, Ryan. It was an interesting first week of play. It was the NEC New Year. Looking forward to week two. Uh, but we will be back next with our Twitter timeout. Ryan, we're going to focus on two NEC All-Star alums in our Twitter timeout. What do you got? Mike Holloway and Jamal King coming back to the Gall Arena. They were, uh, they were front and center. They're now in the coaching staffs for the respective alma maters, but they were front and center in that 2019 NEC tournament finals championship game. Uh, Mike Holloway, you know, had a, had a, you know, a big part in that, in that four-year run for Greg Herenda and Jamal King, you know, was terrific in that finals, despite St. Francis losing that game, 21 points, uh, just two of the all-time greats, two of my favorite players to watch. Holloway was a force down low and then Jamal King was just a hyper competitive guard you know playmaker he was unafraid of the big spot and so it's just great to see those guys back on their coaching staffs and uh trying to help the players now uh in 2021 and 22 yeah i couldn't agree more i love those two guys both as players as students 
and as you know, just repping the NEC and, and as human beings, two 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 great guys. Good to see him back on the court again, competing this time wearing suits and polos rather than uniforms. But uh, I, I I enjoyed the fact that um, we bring our um, alums back into the coaching ranks. Uh, that's our Twitter timeout. Now it's time for our under the radar player this week, players of the week, because Ryan couldn't settle on one. Love talking about that freshman class at Central, and there are a couple standouts from this past week that I know you want to highlight in our Under the Radar segment. Yeah, Joe Ostrowski and uh, Devontae Sweatman of Central Connecticut, they were they were kind of bench guys going into this conference week, but obviously because of COVID protocols and whatnot, they were they, they were pushed to the forefront, and they had to produce, and that's what they did. They, they got a you know, a good win at St. Francis, Brooklyn. And then they took a really good Bryant team to the brink in their home opener, you know, uh, in central Connecticut. So Ostrowski, 23 points, 10 assists in the two games. Sweatman had 27 points. He, he made a lot of important twos in that first half to kind of keep central in the game against St. Francis, Brooklyn. And they're just heady guys. You know, they're, they're high IQ guys. Sweatman is very quick off the dribble. He could kind of, kind of find his range, you know, especially in the, in the mid range. And then Ostrowski is just very, like I said, heady. Um, he's tough. And the fact that he's a walk on a plane, big minutes, I think it speaks to both these guys. The fact that they stepped up and ended up splitting, helping central Connecticut split for the week. You know, I'm a big fan of throwing these kids right into the fire. And this Pat Sellers has done that with a central freshman and he's had to. And you know what? They have responded. It was an impressive closeout uh, that they had at St. Francis, Brooklyn the other day. And, you know, Sweatman is going to be a star in this league. And, you know, Andre Snotty and Trent McLaughlin and Jaden Brown, like the future foundation. You can see it. It's there. And I'm really excited about, um, you know, returning you know, New Britain and Central Connecticut uh, as an NEC contender because they were um, really the cornerstone of our league for many years. So, all right, thanks, Ryan. Joe Ostrowski, Devontae Sweatman, our Under the Radar Players of the Week. The next segment, it's our Star Watch. And I know Pioneer underscore Pride cannot wait to tell you who our Star Watch player is. Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. I'm ready. It, it's sophomore Nico Gallet. I knew it. I knew it. Well-deserved, by the way. Yeah, he's been great. He's had five straight games in double figures, averaging 16 and nine, uh, you know, opened NEC weekend with 16 and eight against LIU and then 18, six and four assists against Bryant. Um, and he leads the league in rebounding right now at 9.1 rebounds per game. And he had 11 offensive rebounds last week. So I do think he's a star in the making. I really think he's a three-headed monster right now to Aaron Clark and Tyler Thomas. And I can't imagine I, I pictured myself saying that halfway through this season, but the improvement that Gallette has made, you know, the most improved player, he's certainly a candidate for that. And Latina's obviously had some guys in Tyler Thomas and EJ Anasicki win that award before. So he obviously can develop players really quickly. And I just love Nico's versatility. Uh, you know, he's a perimeter guy. He could, he could beat you off the bounce. He could shoot the three. He could run the floor. He's got really good anticipation on the defensive end. So Nico Gallette's on my star watch this week. Yeah, I mean, we saw, I, I tweeted a play that he made last week where he went behind the back, he went length of the court, he stopped, he showed off his footwork, switched to his left hand, up and under, and one. Like, the man has a skill set. I'll have to say, I saw him play in high school when Rutgers Prep um, destroyed my Hunterdon and Central Red Devils out here in Flemington. Um, and I knew um, that he was going to be heading to Sacred Heart. So it's uh, great seeing 
him progress. And he's going to be a good one. Like you said, they've developed some really good players out in there in Fairfield. And uh, Anthony Latina does a great job with that. So Nico Gallet, our star watch player this week. It's NEC Men's Basketball Play of the Week time. And we go out to Brooklyn Heights. And Ryan, uh, the NEC's leading three-point shooter, has the play of the week. But it wasn't for shooting a three. No, it wasn't. Uh, Tedrick Wilcox, you know, just grabs the rebound here, goes coast to coast. He's six foot six. You know, he's a he's a power forward by trade, but he goes coast to coast here and just flushes it down. Uh, showing off the athleticism. You mentioned his three point acumen. He made five of ten in that game against Central Connecticut last Friday. So he's showing off his versatility there. He can score anywhere on the floor, and uh, that was an exciting athletic play from Tedrick. Yeah, I got to say, he's. I'm not giving him a 10 on that, only yeah. because he caught some rim. He caught a little rim there. It wasn't clean, but yeah. that was a really good dunk. And, you know, when you get a player in the NEC that is an elite three-point shooter and can throw it down like that, that's rare. So uh, he's a player I enjoy watching, and I, I think he'll grow with the, the, the Terriers this year. So congrats, Tedrick Wilcox Jr. You earned our NEC Play of the Week. We also have... What I think for you is your game to watch this week, right? It's the matchup between the preseason number one in Wagner and the preseason number two in Bryant. We thought all along these were the two best teams in the league. Obviously, we have a lot more conference play ahead of us, but Bryant's off to a 2-0 and start. Wagner won their first game of the year against St. Francis. So, I mean, to me, it's, you know, mano mano right here. You have Bryant's offense led by Peter Kiss, Charles Prydenhall, I just going against that tough, suffocating defense at Wagner. And obviously they have plenty of star power. We talked about it earlier, Morales, Martinez, and Elijah Ford. And so I think, you know, it's going to be a, a tremendous matchup. I think the crowd's going to come in, in Staten Island and it's just going to be, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. You know, it's definitely a marquee matchup early in the season, but make sure you have your split screens working here. Get your phone, your iPad, your Roku, whatever it is, your Apple TV, because you got a TV game, and we got this game and there's other games. And, and as always, uh, all games will be on NEC front row or on the NEC on the run app. Be sure to tune in this week. It'll be another fun week of matchups. Week two of the NEC slate coming up. Ryan, this has been a lot of fun. Our first NEC on the run podcast, many more to follow. As always, thanks for joining us and for bringing your expertise to our fans. My pleasure. All right. We'll see you at the games this week. Week two. Coming up January 6th, January 8th. We'll see you next time on the NEC on the Run podcast.